Hi, good morning. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and this is all concerning spiritual gifts. Now remember, this bounces right on on the back of chapter 11, which is about proper conduct, conduct with prayer and prophecy, and then the Lord's Supper, and then he comes and writes spiritual gifts. So there's a lot of misinformation going on in Corinth. So Greece is a place of many gods, many oracles, divine inspiration, rituals. And so spiritual gifts for Christians need to be made as clear and understood as possible because people with so-called spiritual gifts or things that might look like spiritual gifts will confuse people and clearly have been confusing people in the church. So modern day, our modern culture has a plethora of spirituality and faiths and we do live in a culture that you know if you just go looking for it there are lots of things out there that might look like miracles divine inspiration spiritual stuff etc we need to be clear about what god's gifts actually are and what they look like and what they are for so paul says when you were and because paul knows we all have history we all have things that came before, that influenced how we see the world, that influenced what we believed, what to expect. And so some of these Greek people would have experienced religious rituals before, and they would have performed in strange tongues and ritual dances. And it would be very possible to mix the Christian faith with their former Greek faiths. And some of us might have come from other faiths or different sects of Christianity that are a bit and some of us may have been in or some of us may have been in cults or perhaps had no faith and the way our our view of the world was that there was nothing miraculous whatsoever so what we have been raised and kind of molded in you know to believe as true or false might get confused into our christianity if we are not educated and so the first rule paul set down about spiritual gifts is this kind of you know, deep underwriting one. No one who speaks by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, or no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. And Paul doesn't mean simply saying words. He, he means that no one who is truly in the Spirit can say and mean it and live by it. People can lie, of course they can, like, you know, but their lives and actions will tell the truth. That we see in Jesus' parable of the two sons, how even though the first son says he will not obey his father, his heart makes him change his mind and he does the right thing, whereas the second son says he will obey his father, but doesn't. So Paul's first concern is the truth in the church's heart. So if you read verses 4 to 11, do you see any of these gifts in your life? Do you see some more than others in the church? Do you value some more than others in the church? Has your church life and the churches you've been in valued some more than others? So Corinth, as we said, had numerous contemporary religions that had like religious trances, ecstatic speech, strange things. And these things would have been seen as a hallmark of the person's spiritual dedication or blessing under their God. And despite the church being one of these trailblazers for equality, clearly it was the case in the church of Corinth, some people were starting to set themselves apart and were ranking themselves based on these big, vibrant spiritual gifts. So Paul's words in verse 12 to 20 are very famous and are his way of trying to make 
the Corinthian church and us understand that we are all part of one church body. It's one faith, one purpose under God, and that only the Spirit gives gifts, and the Spirit will only give gifts as he wants to. It's not by us. We can't demand it, and Paul can't demand it. It's not the person that prays the hardest or wants it the most. The Spirit gives gifts as the Spirit wills it. So verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, how does that verse make you feel about spiritual gifts you may or may not have? Now, does the church today behave like this is the case, that the Spirit will give as he wants, or will it speak and seek out specific gifts like the church in Corinth seemed to be doing? I know in my experience, the more lively churches, shall we say, seem to prioritise speaking in tongues and falling over as these benchmarks of someone who has been blessed by God. And these visible markers, they're exciting, they're notable, for sure. But that is, but what is truly like the most important mark of the Holy Spirit is the heart that says yes to God, not the person who looks like they are overtly spiritual. So the church in Corinth needs the gifts of the true spirit, all of them working together for the good of the whole church, not just the gifts that make the individual feel good or look good as a Christian. So read verses 22 to 31. And how does Paul's order of gifts differ from maybe what you would put as most important or maybe what the modern church would list as most important? Have you been encouraged to seek apostleship and teaching and healing and helping? Or have you been encouraged to show, you know, spirituality with tongues, which Paul lists last? Well, in my life, going to bigger church events and even my home churches, I have seen a lot more focus placed on speaking in tongues than in seeking the gifts of hospitality or generosity and being a deeply taught disciple. And I guess like Paul, I can worry that when a church seeks speaking in tongues, you know, it is seeking loud and visible proof of one's closeness to God over the deeper, longer term change in that person's character and heart. And Paul is saying in chapter 12 here that the gifts that matter most are the ones that help and support everyone else, not just the individual. Because speaking in tongues, though, it might bring you closeness to God. It doesn't help anyone else. It just helps the individual. That's 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 my, all the thoughts on Corinthians twelve. That's a short one for the day. But have a think, read back through it, and look at the way your gifts in your life will complement and help the church. Because all the gifts the Spirit gives, and the Spirit gives gifts as He wants <laughs> to help build up the church, to help serve the church. It's not about looking like you are most spiritual and looking like you've got the best gift it's all about building up the church building out other people there you go a nice short one for you